All right, Governor Newsom has forbidden me from leaving my driveway. We all know what that means. It means it's time for another podcast of loathing. I'm Zach, and I'm here today to talk about the Disco Bandit. I want to <clears throat> I want to finish up the series of uh, class skill review podcasts, and so that's what I'm going to do. Got my browser open. Got all my skills in tabs. Um, I guess uh, we can start by talking about a little bit of uh, just basic class identity stuff. Um, I think the Disco Bandit was probably my the second best. When I say objectively, I mean in terms of uh, in terms of other people's response to it. Uh, class of the of the original set. If you look at any point at the number of new accounts that are being created, uh, Disco Bandit is the, always the most popular. I think just looking at a list of six things, that's probably the coolest sounding one. Um, I think of the kind of people who were likely to write about stuff, Postmancer was a better joke. Um, but the game needed rogue classes uh, because it had warriors and wizards. Um, and there will be a bunch of recurring themes as I go through these skills, I think. Um, one being the kind of struggle to make moxie classes class identity meaningful in the context of the larger game just because of it being kind of a weak identity to begin with and then it getting shored up in ways that made it too strong the second uh the second theme being that that extra accidental strength where moxie classes have ended up with the most sort of powerful metagame elements. And when Ascension sort of made the metagame the game, that became more of a, I mean, a problem uh, from a designing around it standpoint. Uh, I mean, certainly not a problem from a, a players enjoying playing the class and using all of the tricks that they have. Uh, so, um, I think I don't exactly remember what order I did the skills in for the other classes, but for this one, I, I think I'm just going to go through in level order and not do the old, uh, skills and then the revamp skills because with disco bandits, they're a lot more sort of intertwined, um, they're uh they're zero class their first uh self buff their zero skill uh level zero skill they're starting uh self buff skills disco aerobics uh just gives you disco state of mind um plus two moxie and that was just one of those set of very basic ass self buffs that uh, were added to the game very very early when there was almost nothing to interact with um so not much to talk about there. Uh, their uh, zero-level combat skill that they eventually got during the uh, tutorial revamp of uh, 2010, let's say. I don't remember when uh, when that happened. Uh, Sucker Punch deals one damage and uh, de-levels monster power and monster defense by one each. This, uh, this skill sucks. Uh, it, it would just take forever uh, to, to defeat an enemy and be boring. And... Uh, because deleveling 
my idea for rogue classes to begin with is that they would they don't have the survivability of muscle classes and they don't have the high damage output of mysticality classes i mean not that that's exactly how things worked out for those uh, for those classes but uh, that the rogues would have to be trickier uh, they would uh, weaken enemies instead of uh, instead of strengthening themselves or or just being able to to win combat natively and you can kind of see the inherent problem with that because it, that's just sort of less it's less fun to make your opponent suck as much as you than it is to not suck uh, and and also when you're fighting 150 monsters a day you don't want to have to do a bunch of stuff in each of those fights right it it is difficult for like where you can write a macro to do three rounds of stuff to like do a big blast of damage. And I guess that's, that's still true in a world of automation, especially in a world of automation that's built into the game um, is less annoying, but it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do that to be able to have fun, just stomping monsters in a zone. Um, and especially because Moxie as a primary stat made it. So you just avoid getting damaged from monsters, all that it accomplished to make them weak and combat was to make combat last longer, which is a kind of fundamentally lame thing for a mechanical identity of a class. Um, so they ended up getting all of this extra stuff added and that stuff, I think because there, there is a, maybe a little bit of a tendency to overcorrect. And so that stuff ended up being way more powerful than it ought to be. Um, but yeah, sucker punch is, is a good sort of, emblem of like why that is not a very good central conceit for a class is just like this is just, it's just boring to do this like killing a monster with this doesn't seem cool and de-leveling a, a undead elbow macaroni is pointless uh, because the numbers are already so small uh let's see i should probably start closing these so that they're a little larger all right disco eye poke um i if you had asked me where all of these skills came from at any point before I started looking into it today, I would have said that they were just ripped off disco stew jokes from from The Simpsons, although that clearly can't be true because he never like face stabbed anybody. Uh, I could have sworn that he made a joke about a disco nap, and that's where that came from. But then I looked that up, and apparently disco nap was a term prior to that which just means like sleeping before you go out to a club uh, so i don't know maybe maybe as not as much of this as i thought was ripped off from uh from disco stew directly but that was definitely like that was peak simpsons watching time for me and i'm sure that that's just their tendency to occasionally make jokes about disco with him as uh him as the the kind of herald of it uh certainly influenced that and also like because because i grew up in a backwater in the 80s i effectively grew up in the 70s and so a lot of a lot of 70s culture is stuff that i find very comforting like i like wood paneling and shag carpets and a bunch of stuff that other normal people would describe as tacky and and tasteless but it's just because it's the 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 houses of my childhood the the sources of 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 sucker to me were shag carpeted. Um, and I still would prefer that every room that I exist in to be shag carpeted. 
anyway, Disco Eye Poke is, uh, originally it was just a, uh, do some damage and maybe do a little bit of deleveling. I don't remember if it even deleveled, but it was just a just a three MP does one to three damage, which also like that also is garbage uh, in terms of resource usage. Um, during the 2013 class revamp, the the thing that they that Disco Bandits got was Disco Momentum, which replaced some this combo system that we had added during NS13. So when when NS13 rolled out. Um, we made it so using, cause there was, we basically understood that there was no point in using Disco Eye Poke in its original form. Like it was just a bad use. It was a bad use of a round of combat. It was a bad use of mana. Um, and so we, we added a bunch of like things, Part, partly that was the time where like we'd been working on the game for a while. World of Warcraft came out. We all got pretty into World of Warcraft at that point. And so we had just been thinking a lot about ways to make uh combat feel different for different classes because they did such a good job of that in in World of Warcraft. And so like the the combo system for World of Warcraft rogues is mostly more like momentum and less like these combos. But but essentially like we said, all right, well what if what if using eye poke and face stab and the different dances set up combos where you would get something that was worth having by using these and that's kind of the wrong approach i think like instead of just making the skills better we said okay well what if we trick you or what if we bribe you into using these skills in a certain sequence and it was like not really documented and it was a it made the code for the skills like complicated and weird and gross and there were all sorts of like there were all sorts of things that you wouldn't expect to screw up the combos that would screw up the combos just because of the way that they were tracked and the way that that the fight script worked and the ways in which it would interact with other stuff that was happening in combat and it was it was just kind of a mess and it was you had to do it like if it was a thing that it was going to give you plus 30 percent item drops like as an ascender who cares about every every drop of of item huh, that you can get you know it was just it was just sort of like a a cognitive tax on playing as a disco bandit and that that's a bummer um Anyway, what it does now is it does some damage and it does some deleveling and it's cheaper than it used to be and you can only use it once per fight and partly that is because I don't actually remember why switching things to to once per fight was I mean it allowed it's definitely like a balance lever where you can say okay this can be way more powerful but you can only use it once per fight um, this still doesn't seem that great uh, but it you know it's a low level skill you get it uh, is it level one. I think it might be level one um let's check yeah that's level one um moving on deft hands uh this is a passive and this was i think this came in at the yeah this was introduced in the in the 2013 revamp uh improves the effect of combat items and it does so in a, in a little bit of a weird way and and that blue text saying improves the effect is a little bit of a cheat because we didn't want to uh we didn't want to actually describe all this, but if you are a disco bandit, so it makes combat items do 25% more damage. That was easy because we know we know when damage is being dealt to a monster, we know what caused that damage. And if it is a combat item, we just multiply all those values by 25%, and then bam, we've we've changed every combat item in the game to work alongside this skill. Um, if you are a disco bandit, it also means that the first combat item that you use in a fight... Uh, causes the monster to stagger which just basically means that it is free um and 
that uh, that means that you will actually use a combat item. So another problem, like the idea of disco bandits, the idea of 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 moxie classes as like the oh they'll use combat items is that like combat items are have this fundamental problem in RPGs where people don't use them either either they're not in in KOL terms at least like because a round of combat is kind of a currency it's almost never worth using a combat item that does 10 damage. And this was a way to try to make that not true. I mean, it's just sitting there and like, you can either sell it for a few meat later, or you can use it. I mean, I guess the idea is if you get in a bind, you can use it, but you're probably not likely to be in a bind where three damages is going to make the difference. But, um, the skill just, just feeds into the sort of doing tricks, uh, class identity of the, of the thing. And those tricks are whatever you have at hand. Um, Overdeveloped sense of self-preservation. This is passive plus combat initiative. Um, it's not there is not much to say about that. Initiative is good, and you want it. And any passive skill that gives you anything that is of any use anywhere, both in surviving combat and in uh, in performing uh, better in the metagame, uh, it is it's, it's just it just has value. It's just there. It's just it's it's a. Uh, Hmm. It's a box of graham crackers. It's like not exciting on its own, but you need it if you want to make s'mores. Uh, because I don't really like s'mores, I, I just like uh, I just like to eat a graham cracker on its own. Um, I also, uh, if you don't know uh, about the origin of graham crackers, you should look it up because it's it's fun. Um, Disco Dance of Doom is the next skill, and this is another just dealing some damage and uh, and. Uh, all right, does I poke does I poke generate momentum? I forgot I closed that tab already. Uh let's open it up. Yeah, I poke does not generate momentum. Okay, so the the I, I should have looked at this more before I started recording this. Anyway, so it used to be uh it used to be just like you do some damage and do some deleveling. Um and now it builds momentum which makes your other skills uh your other skills more effective um we'll get to i don't know when you actually it's, maybe it's the next level where you actually get um yeah it's level level three you actually get the ability to to start accumulating momentum um anyway so it's just deleveling damage uh usable once per round um increased by the amount of momentum that you have and uh yeah not not a ton to say about that just a resource builder disco nap is a healing thing um it before ascension it was more important i guess that that classes at least some classes have as an inherent on class ability to heal um and you can always rest at your campsite. Uh, this was a good candidate when we started doing the free rest mechanic uh, to give you some of those. Um, because there were a bunch of benefits. There was a bunch of systems associated with resting at your campsite that nobody ever used because it was a terrible use of an adventure. Um, and that's that's kind of like a... Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess, if... Disco, do disco bandits have one of those skills that takes an adventure? I think every class has one of those. I don't remember what it is, but I'm sure we'll find out over the course of this recording. Um, there's this kind of constant 
it's it's weird. It's like an experienced Magic the Gathering player making fun of somebody for having uh, grizzly bears in their deck. And it's like, yes, it is a bad card. Yes, resting at your campground is a bad use of a turn. But part of learning the game is finding those things and understanding those things and sort of learning from your own mistakes. And so there was there's a lot of derision attached to stuff that involves like if somebody says, well, how how are new players supposed to heal if this doesn't work this way or if this doesn't work this way? And and the answer is all they rest at their campsite. Yeah, but that's a terrible way to heal. It's only terrible relative to tools that you acquire and knowledge that you acquire later. And that allowing people to go on that journey is part of having the game be interesting and rich and good. Um, But we had built all these systems associated with resting in the campsite. We had put like, you know, things that you could install that would give you effects when you rested or whatever. And by making it so that there were skills that let you rest a certain number of times per day without spending an adventure, we essentially like unlocked all of that content for use in a more min-max optimal context, which certainly something cool happened because of that. I can't point to anything specific. Um, I don't remember. Maybe there isn't anything, and maybe it was a huge waste of time. Uh, But uh, Disco Nap eventually got one of those. It used to just be a straight-up heal. At a certain point, I don't remember when. This was maybe like 2008 or 2007 we categorized all of the effects and like some of them became diseases and some of them became poison and some of them became uh physical ailments or whatever and at that point we added we changed like the tongue of the otter to heal things that were wounds and disco nap and i think this was just like a because some of the like I mean, this is probably this is probably just descended from like sitcoms written by baby boomers, but there is a small amount of flavor associated with the disco bandit that is jokes about uh, promiscuity in the seventies, and so disco nap cures diseases, and that's basically because it's a it's a joke about how like being extra disco is being immune to STDs. Um, which, because it's not said out loud, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's it's a tacky, uh, but yeah, these things. Uh, that's why that's why disco nap cures diseases. Uh, disco state of mind, the passive that got added with the 2013 revamp, which allows you to build disco momentum. And let's actually just look at the wiki page for disco momentum and go through it. Um, there are things that, that I mean, basically everything that got added then and a lot of the previous stuff got some sort of bonus associated with it uh, as your momentum grows. And um, there are three dances that gain momentum and then there are some things that I think there's something that makes you start with a momentum. And um, yeah, it basically just became... I don't remember... There must be something that consumes it um 
but generally the idea is that you just got you had more and more going on as 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 combat went on and your stuff got more powerful and then like so maybe it was maybe it was worth like choosing what order you would use the once per combat things in to try to maximize the effectiveness although i suspect that there's always just an answer to that um maybe that answer changes as you level in which case it's like something that like changes things up as as the the game goes along uh disco dance 2 again just damage and deleveling but you can only use it once and it builds your combo resource instead of uh i mean it also benefits from it but mostly it builds it um and it used to just be this was again like i've said in in all of the other uh class review podcasts like before ascension a lot of the class skills were just like you get this attack this spell this whatever and then like five levels later you get a better version and five levels later you get an even better version and so it partly these changes with the 2013 revamp were to try to give each of them a reason to exist and they're less i feel like with disco bandits i did a little bit worse of a job of that because so many of them are just do some damage do some deleveling um all right, frantic gyrations. This means that uh, disco momentum increases your effective moxie in terms of getting hit by monsters. So uh, this just momentum makes you more survivable as as combat moves on. Advanced cocktail crafting. Uh, this was their initial uh, uh, the crafting skill associated with rogue types was just the booze, and it's fine. You know, you you. Uh, summon your cocktail accessories that you use to make the basic things i am it's i'm i was spent last week adding a a cocktail system to the the next game that we're working on the next um swole game and i realized that i have learned a tremendous amount more about making cocktails uh in the 15 or 16 years since i built the kol combat system and so it or cocktail system and so it is much uh, this new one is much more accurate. Um, but, you know, we had this basic thing where, like, you take a booze, you take a fruit, and then uh, one of these things kind of determines... The, the the booze plus fruit thing was, like, sort of based on reality. I mean, vodka plus orange is screwdriver. Like, that's pretty obvious. But then the... Yeah, I, so they get... You, you you mix a booze, you mix a fruit, and then you add a garnish, and all of the cocktails were like made up things based on the sort of trope of naming a cocktail some sex thing that would be embarrassing to order, and I uh I don't I don't want to get too far down the the rabbit hole of this, but like at the at the time when the early stuff was being written, that was definitely way more of a Mr. Skullhead territory thing than it was mine. Like I would probably have just made them just a boring actual cocktail um, name or like a joke about an, an actual cocktail name. But like I just but yeah, whatever. People liked it. Uh, that's not a knife. OK, so. Because of, I think just because of face stab, I ended up in this weird spot where it has also been the case, 
and maybe this was the, an actual saving grace of the the balance here but like moxie was ev- sort of everything when ranged weapons were good because it like moxie let everyone avoid damage and if moxie also determined how much damage you dealt then no one had any reason to ever do anything other than level their moxie and so that just created this this sort of rogue dominance just because of the kind of basic mechanics and so at a certain point we made ranged weapons suck because of that like just do less damage and then like well okay so what about what if disco bandits just don't because ranged stuff being a lot of musical instruments that made it was how do i how do i articulate this it got to be yeah i don't i don't really know where i'm going with that um anyway i decided that it would be cool if disco bandits use knives and so now there's all of this weird stuff where it's like you are doing things that would that would normally be the purview of muscle class mechanics um and so these skills just go around that in a bunch of ways which is a little weird but i just i I do kind of like the idea of them being backstabby because you can't really i mean the idea of backstabbing like sneaking up on somebody and damaging them with a trumpet or whatever is, eh, that's fine. Um, all right, next skill, nimble fingers, uh, 20% meat for monsters. Just again, another basic passive, um, the rogue class being better at accumulating wealth is just kind of classic trope. All right. Face stab comes in there, uses the best knife that you have available to you. And this just like checks your inventory for like, Part of this working is you don't actually have to have the knife equipped, um, and the skills that use the, the skills that deal damage based on the the knife just check your inventory for the best knife that you have. Um, that's not a knife; just lets you get a knife um, if you don't have one. And I think it's it depends on depends on what your moxie is or what your level is. Um, sorry, started talking about the knife stuff and then didn't actually say what the skill did. Uh, disco face stab, yeah, gets does more damage, gets better with uh, gets better with your momentum. And does it? It doesn't cause bleeding. I feel like if I were doing this now, I would also make it cause bleeding. Um, you know, but again, it was just like a basic damage D level before the revamp and now it's a it's a basic damage deal level that gets better with momentum so it's like kind of the same except it deals with this knife thing um all right passive tricky knife work makes you better with knives this uses uh, so that means you just actually can equip a knife and it uses your moxie for hit and damage so essentially like it gives moxie it gives disco bandits the uh the effect that they used to have when ranged weapons just worked this way and just does it with a specific kind of melee weapon. Uh, Flashy Dancer. When you gain disco momentum, your opponents will be too impressed to attack you. Uh, So what this means is that uh, dances, things that build up your momentum, um, stagger the monster. So you essentially can do it for free. Um, uh, so the, the wiki here mentions the asymmetric team has a history of using the word nonplussed in the informal North American sense of not disconcerted, unperturbed. For example, see Magic Shell or Dictionary. Here, nonplussed is used in the original formal sense of so surprised and confused that one is unsure how to react. I feel like if I use nonplussed in the way that it 
in in the in the sense that it used to be used, which is to say, surprised and confused and unsure how to react. I'm doing that as a joke because I feel like the meaning of that has just changed, and arguing that nonplussed means what nonplussed means a hundred years ago is it just it, it's it's it, I don't know it, equivalent to insisting that we use thou instead of you. Uh, I probably didn't used to feel that way, but I do feel that way now. I think that there are certain things like inflammable is just a bad word. And there should be two words that sound different that mean the two different things that inflammable mean. And that word is not going to survive. Like language, language evolves, language changes. Nonplussed means unperturbed. Like it just does. That's what people mean when they use it. And that's how you determine what a word means. No more grammatical prescriptivism. Anyway, so this just makes it so gaining momentum causes a stagger. And uh, so you get to do it without spending any hit points. Uh, mad looting skills. Again, like, there are, there are things that I look back on that other people wrote 15 years ago, and I'm just like, nah. And then there are things like this that I wrote 15 years ago that I'm just like, bleh. And mad looting skills, skills with the Z. I mean, there's just a lot of, like... I don't know that like appropriative is the correct thing, but just like a bunch of the early stuff just used a bunch of just dumb like white guy takes on gangster rap slang that just it feels as dumb to me now as like the lead speak stuff. Anyway, mad looting skills is one of those things like and it's just it's. I don't I don't necessarily believe that it's like problematic. It's just like lazily parodical in a way that is ah yeah, fuck, I don't know. It's like if if Disco Bandits had a skill that was about those Budweiser was up commercials, I would feel the same way. Like it just seems like such a dated a dated like touch uh, a dated texture for a joke to have anyway it's a passive that gives you plus item drops so you gotta you gotta have it you have to you have to put this dumb joke in your perm list and look at it for the rest of the time that you're playing so enjoy disco smirk uh facial expression that's just plus 10 moxie so this is this one's maybe good i maybe you wouldn't use it relative to the to the um uh, the stat gains one, but like, you know, you get it, you get it early-ish, level eight. Plus 10 moxies probably still helps you survive at level eight if you're like a starting player. Anyway, facial skill, you just get a smirk. Um, Disco Greed is a passive where you get passive uh, item drops based on how high your momentum is, so it's just gravy. Just you get more item drops if you are a Disco Bandit. So, you know, in the spirit of all of the 2013 revamps, this was adding power to classes that only triggered if you were that class um, so that there would be some differences in the play identity even in a world where you've permed every skill uh, knife in the dark is another uh, it's a damage skill it's based on you having a knife uh, momentum increases it and let's see also does some spooky damage so i guess this was 
probably you get to a point where you have to be able to do some elemental damage in order to like realistically get through an ascension i can't there must be some the chalk dust wraith maybe like there's parts of a normal ascension where there you run into things that are immune to physical damage and so every class every class ultimately got some ability to do some elemental damage and this was that for them and again uh, playing into that knife identity Disco Bravado. Uh, this is uh, makes it so momentum gives you more stack gains. So that's you know just again a straightforward like benefit that you get if you are a Disco Bandit and that you don't get if you are not. Disco Shank. This is another knife attack skill. What? Huh. How is this different? I guess it just doesn't. It does more damage and doesn't do any. Uh, uh, doesn't do any elemental damage. Uh, let's see. Adventurer of Leisure. Passive that you get at level 11. Uh, makes Disco Napping more effective, and it gives you more free rests. Uh, so, yeah, and then it also, the description is just that Simpsons joke uh, about sleep. That's where I'm a Viking. If, you, if you've never read the 10,000 comment Metafilter argument about the interpretation of that joke, oh boy, sleep, that's where I'm a Viking. You, you owe it to yourself to go uh, check that out because it's one of those it's one of those things where two groups of people on the internet which are approximately the same size let's say half the population each suddenly become completely unable to believe that the other group could possibly think the thing that they do about a thing uh, see also standing up versus sitting down to wipe um, you think one of those sounds crazy but which one is different for all of you? Disco Dance 3. I think this got added. I think there were only two disco dances. Um, I also don't know how I feel about Disco Dance 2. Like, the the idea that the title of a sequel to a thing is Electric Boogaloo is also a very basic and overused joke. Although it did Disco Dance 3 back in the habit. I, that's kind of funny. Uh the idea that a sequel would be called the sequel to Sister Act um, is a derivation of the Electric Boogaloo joke. It's probably inherits the basicness of the Electric Boogaloo joke. It's like a thing that we wouldn't write now. Um, not because it's bad, but just because it's easy. Anyway, it's another dance. Increases your momentum, does some damage, does some deleveling. It's really... Uh, boy, remember how... Uh, Remember how I was talking about how before, when we were bad at making games, all of the skills for a given class were just like copies of the same thing. But now that we're good about, uh, now that we're good at making games, all of the Disco Bandit skills do the exact same thing. Uh, ambidextrous Funk Slinging. This came from the, it was like after, after I hired Riff and Xenophobe, there was the, there was the point where we, this was way pre-ascension, but padding out all the class skills to level 15. And so there, we wanted to give everybody like a like a weird kind of game-changing thing. Everybody a new crafting discipline. And uh, then we also got, we kind of leaned into the element system. And so we gave everybody an elemental resistance. Um, and when I say everybody, I mean whoever we gave it to. So like dual wielding became a thing there. Just like a bunch of stuff that like kind of... core mechanics that you found in other rpgs that didn't yet exist in kol got added like dual wield this let you use two combat items in a round um it was 
I remember being really nervous about implementing this and then it being really, really easy to actually do because it was just putting a block of logic around the entire block of code that handled combat items and just running it once for each of two form elements and then figuring out all the ways that that was broken. Like you could use the same item twice. Like if you had one of one item, you could use it, you could use it twice. And that it was was dumb. It it did cause problems. Um, there are yeah, there there are th there are things that you can only use once, and so they'll just once in a combat, and then if you use a second one, it'll just fail. There's like it also like allowed you to do some stuff that like we didn't necessarily think like oh yeah you'll be able to do this now because you can use two combat items in a in a in a round and so every like every once in a while there will still be something where it's like no you thought this thing was impossible but it's actually possible because of funk slinging and so you know it just became a thing like why wouldn't you have this like you, it is strictly better even if you hardly ever use combat items to be able to use two of them um, Disco Inferno is one of the new ones. This is like a, another source of elemental damage that just does a bunch more damage based on how much uh, momentum you have. Um, hard polyester is a sleaze resistance, uh, which they got. The, everybody got a passive except Accordion Thieves because even then, when we were padding out skills to fifteen, Accordion Thieves only got buffs. Um, we'll talk about them on the next episode and how frustrating that limitation was. And Disco Fever, um, this, what was this? This is, used to be a passive that increased range damage by one, and now it is a self buff that increases your moxie and your range damage. Nobody ever talks about this. I forgot that this skill existed. Uh, smooth Movement is a self buff that gives you uh, plus uh, non-combat. Uh, so you're more likely to find, you're more likely to advance quests, uh, which is just one of the ways in which KOL is fundamentally broken, is that all of the things that you want are not fights, and all of the content in the game is fights. Um, this was a very important buff in an Ascension context, because it just straight up, like, the the text basically reads, increase your chance of having a fast Ascension. Um, framing, framing stealth conceptually stealth as a way to avoid monsters and make progress is cool and it makes you know it makes sense there's no uh there's no ludo narrative dissonance there uh, i kind of wish kind of wish that it was done in a slightly different way like i kind of wish that all quest progress happened in post-combat events rather than non-combats and combats being two fundamentally different things um, in KOL. And it, and it just, like, you know, it used to be that there were only non-combats because there was no fight system. And so, like, a monster was just, like, a non-combat where you got a description of interacting with a monster. And, like, that clearly was a bummer. Um, and there needed to be much more game for there to be other things to interact with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's too late to change now, obviously. But... Uh, but yeah, this this used to be one of, I think, like at the rollout of NS13. No, not NS13. At the Ascension rollout, there was this, and then there was the there was a, was there an accordion thief buff? 
we'll we'll find out. I bet there was. Um, and the deodorant and reodorant, and those might have been the only things that interacted with that mechanic at the time. Uh, okay, sensitive fingers. This is. Yeah, this just increases. All right, I forgot about pickpocket. Uh, pickpocket is a just a class feature that we added at some point. Which, if you win initiative, you just get, uh, you get to cause a bunch of uh, logistical headaches with item drop code. Um, you get a you get a a free roll on the monster's drop table, basically. And then there are some items that you can only get if you're pickpocketing, and that was just like straight up ripped off from how rogues worked in World of Warcraft. Um, and this passive, this must have gotten added with the revamp because it, I, it's another one that I forgot about. But that just gives you a bonus uh, when you're pickpocketing, which normally your item drop bonuses don't apply to pickpocket. Um, superhuman cocktail crafting uh, just increases, uh, lets you uh, lets you get more garnishes, lets you use the lets you use the still at the uh, Department of Shadowy Arts and Crafts. And that still turns fruits into better fruits and boozes into better boozes, um, which are all... This is another thing that I don't really ever do anymore, which is those... The improved boozes are just like... Like, the gin is Calcutta Emerald, which is just Bombay Sapphire with the words changed. And that, like, I, I don't like that kind of... You know, and probably if I look at stuff that I've made in the last year, there are places where I've done this and I've just forgotten about this and I'm just being derisive about our past work. But I that also just feels like kind of a lazy joke. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's just like it isn't saying anything about Bombay Sapphire. It's just saying like, oh, yeah, I remember this thing that's called Bombay Sapphire. And then also there's stuff like lieutenant freeman which does not read to me as captain morgan at all like it's a morgan freeman joke and lieutenant and captain are things but like like hey what kind of booze is lieutenant freeman like i don't fucking know like calcutta emerald you'd probably guess that it's gin because of the like colonialist flair that most gin has um definite versus absolute yeah it's fine Um, jorge sensonte like yeah i guess you'd guess that that's tequila because it's spanish Domesticated turkey versus wild turkey. Sure. You, you, any, anyway, it's just these. Uh, it's interesting to kind of like obviously the tone of humor on the internet has changed a great deal in 20 years, just like the tone of everything has, has changed in the last 20 years. And I feel... I feel like it's relatively infrequent that we find and and I think this is this is in part because we were what we were trying to do tone-wise was more looney tunes with except without the racism or Homestar Runner. And I feel like if you watch Homestar Runner, you don't you don't like wince at jokes that you know that even those people wouldn't make now because they were so like goofy and good-natured and i feel like we pretty pretty consistently stuck to that tone and so there's not a ton of stuff that we like 
we don't I mean, the podcasts are a different story and that sucks um but we don't often find jokes that we are like bad eh, we should we should change this or remove this happens every once in a while you know every once in a while there'll just be like some throwaway thing it's like ah that that came from like that came from a sort of casual homophobia inherited from you know i don't know like cheers or whatever whatever stuff that we watched when we were kids um but there's also stuff like like this like just the direct parody of a thing where i think we've just gotten like less interested in it i mean maybe maybe it's just like because you can just you can just do this over and over and over again you can take anything and then just like replace the words in it with synonyms but that's the same joke every time and i think part of spending all of this time making jokes in the same context like as our tastes as writers changed stuff just Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard for me to articulate. Like Calcutta Emerald, we just wouldn't do that now. Like it's it's not because there's anything wrong with it exactly. It's just like eh, that is not the way that I would that is not the way that I would move forward if I were trying to come up with a new kind of gin now. I don't think. Yeah, and again, who knows? Maybe maybe last week I made some gin that was uh, uh, um, Hyderabad ruby I, I don't think i did that but it took me way too long to think of a third city in india disco leer another facial expression and it's uh 10 meat that seemed uh that was really just filling out a set of stuff i mean i guess like the lasciviousness of that aspect of disco culture lent itself to leer that's fine um okay tango of terror there uh you're never gonna guess what that skill did uh did some damage and uh, did some deleveling. um that was the spooky raven quest salacious cocktail crafting uh just let you make some underwater cocktails i say the at crimbo 09 when we gave everybody skills stealth mistletoe i think was kind of, uh, although that aspect of mistletoe uh, probably problematic but uh the idea of you hiding mistletoe which then makes all of your deleveling more effective i'm not sure exactly why it would uh, kung fu hustler uh came from the traveling trader and was super broken um it gave you the more time and i guess this was kind of kind of a precursor to momentum in that the more turns you spent fighting without equipping a weapon um the more you the more of these buffs that you got and i think our idea was that this would be balanced because you're sacrificing a weapon or in an ascension context you're sacrificing two weapons um once you've permed uh dual wield but it wound up being it wound up being so powerful that for a while no speed ascender was using any weapon at all and then we also kind of contributed to that problem later but kung fu hustler was one of the biggest reasons that i wanted to do standard restrictions on things is because we had kind of made this it wasn't a mistake exactly like it was this fun thing but it just wasn't meant to be as good as it was and it just kind of 
broke everything and there was essentially no way for us to ever do anything with an item of the month that relied on the idea that people in this game would be using weapons and that was a lame constraint to have to deal with um i mean i remember like the um one of the bookshelf skills gave you a bunch of accessories that also made unarmed combat better like their halo was it clip clip art maybe i don't remember which one it was um but but yeah it just uh it has kind of promoted promoted this play style that was interesting for a little while but then just like it was too good for its own good um let's see and something that i didn't do was uh, when i'm when i'm going through these the the wiki is always missing the last handful of things um so silent knife maybe those are just listed somewhere else um so silent knife was their mime event skill and uh just oh, it just does some damage using whatever knife you have so eh, not super interesting um let's see the sound of my typing um acquire rhinestones i have no idea what that is let's learn what acquire rhinestones is um, maybe that's not a thing that exists ah, wiki doesn't have it um well i wonder what i spoiled blood blade that was vampire skill Oh no, maybe you just can't search for KOL wiki acquire rhinestones. Yeah, okay. So it just the internal search of the wiki doesn't like that. It allows you to summon rhinestones. What do rhinestones? Oh, this was part of the fortune teller thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about that because that was not my month to make the item of the month. Um Bloodblade. Uh, okay, so this is non-combat, costs 50 hit points, and gives you a knife made out of your hit points. Okay, that's kind of cool. I was like the idea of like blood magic. Um, we don't get a ton of opportunities to put blood magic into our video game. All right, this one on feels like a little longer than the other class skill episodes. A little rusty, a little out of practice, uh, but. That was Disco Bandits, and uh, we'll be back at some point fairly soon to finish up this series by looking at uh, The Accordion Thief. And that one will be shorter because the 15 of The Accordion Thief skills are just very, very straightforward buffs that give you some enchantment, and so there's not a ton to talk about. Um, all right. <laughs>